What if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? Well, hello, hello, and guess what? Welcome back. If you're listening, this is episode two of What If It Did Work, the podcast that's always going to be unscripted. We're going to have guests. Sometimes I'm going to go solo. Hey, you know what? If you want to be a guest, if you have a compelling story, DM me. Send me a message on either Facebook, Omar Madrano, Instagram. Send me a telegram. Fax me. Do whatever you want. We all have stories. And hey, I love to hear those stories of people overcoming obstacles, changing their mindset, focusing on what if it did work. Because lo and behold, not only me, but so many times we just focus on just things, the negative, things that will never happen. What if it did work? And you know what? Yes. Episode two, we are finally going to have a guest. But before we do that, I've got a little ranting, raving, and all that, just teeing it up to my my surprise guest. We were, I was supposed to have a surprise guest and do a podcast from my cruise that, uh, you know, flattening the curve and all that. They finally opened up cruising, trying to get back to somewhat normalcy. You know, there's never a, this is a new norm. To me, live your life. So many of us focus on dying. Why don't we just focus on living? You know, to me, Corona and all that, it's just an obstacle. It's an amplifier. So many people use it as an excuse on why they can't achieve. Why did I get a divorce? Why did I gain weight? Why did I have an, an extra child? Oh, this and that. I failed at a business and all that. All Corona did, if you're, if you're a business person, it amplified things. If you were, you had money issues, if you had, Revenue issues, you weren't having enough clients. Well, lo and behold, you know, it's the fittest of survival. Capitalism 101. Clearly, hey, I'm a survivor. Hey, I have to, I, I, I try not to pat myself on the back, but being a businessman, I survived the 2008 financial crisis when everybody thought they could buy a five, six, seven, eight homes with no money and a little down and Lo and behold, we survived that. We survived Corona. By the time you hear episode two, I'll no longer be a Smoothie King owner. Uh, But I'll still be an entrepreneur because I'm always an entrepreneur at heart. Me, myself, I've lived my life. Uh, The only different thing about Corona was I had to wear a mask. But if something was open, I'd go to it. If I would have gone on a Mediterranean cruise. I was supposed to go on a Mediterranean cruise Last year, but hey, we shut down the world. We shut down the country. We tried to flatten the curve, and here we are. Did we? I don't know. I got my shots. I wanted to see 311 in concert. I want. I I haven't been to a concert in so long. But hey, went to. Well, by the time you hear this, heard the heard and saw the Dirty Heads. An amazing group in concert. A day after my 48th birthday, July 25th, in Jupiter. 
Jupiter, West Palm Beach area, not Jupiter, the planet. Although it seemed that was the only place we could have concerts. And, you know, hey, I, I've, people always say I lived my life. And for, I'd say the beginning, well, right before 2021 started, was going through some personal issues. Not only was I going through personal issues, but I was going through financial issues. And had nothing to do with Corona. It's just, well, it's just life, you know? You have to take the good with the bad. And at the time, I went through a bad breakup. And I hadn't gone through a breakup. Literally, yes, I got a divorce. But I walked out. Those were on my own terms. We had issues and all that. No need to discuss that. Well, maybe we will. I'm an open book. Maybe we'll discuss that later. But I didn't have time to heal. Literally, if you read my book, what if it did work? All those events and everything took place about 20 years ago, 20, 21 years ago. But I never healed. I never healed from the breakup. She left me. And I mean, if you're a psychotherapist, if you're a therapist or you're one or you play one on TV, you'll say, well, Omar Medrano is the product of a single parent. His mother and father divorce before he was even born. So he has these issues, these issues of abandonment. And when somebody like me, I, I guess a lot of times somebody like me usually ends relationships and all that because we're fearful of somebody leaving us. Well, when, when going into a relationship, I'd say, you know, always fix your issues. Always fix your problems. You don't want to bleed on them. We carry around this emotional trauma and I never had time to heal. I went straight into two relationships back to back right after my divorce. I didn't have time to find myself. I didn't have time to heal but yet, I always wore a mask. I always thought I was somebody different. I I portrayed this rough, tough, alpha male guy and all that. And I never realized maybe I was more of the Hallmark guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know. And didn't fix my issues. Went through a bad breakup. And for being a guy that was in sales... I lost the spark. I lost the mojo. I didn't believe in myself. I hit it. It hit me hard. I don't know whether it was because I grew up with with the woman, or maybe it's true. Maybe you know when somebody leaves somebody from from a single parent and all that. It, I don't know, but I couldn't understand for a little while. So I was walking around like Morrissey, singing Smith songs. The only thing missing was I wasn't dressed in black. Maybe I should have been dressed in black and been listening to The Cure and all that. At one time, I thought I was going to even shave my head and look like Aaron Lewis, the lead singer of Stain. But I, you know, I woke the fuck up and I realized, holy shit, dude, you are dramatic. You are fucking crazy and all that. But I realized I had to fix myself. 
right after the breakup, I tried to, I didn't even, didn't even try to heal. I went straight into, well, Hey, let me, let me start going out on dates. I went back to back on two blind dates, two setups from two amazing people. But these women were like, Hey, if you have zero confidence and you feel sorry for yourself, the last thing you want to do is go on a blind date. I mean, I thought I was on top of my game. I'm like, hey, this is Omar Medrano. This is the guy that just wrote a book that's going to come out. I'm, you know, I'm, because at the time it was completed. The just needed to go to the printers, editors, the whole nine yards. But deep down inside, I didn't believe in myself. I was, I was like all bent and twisted. And lo and behold, the results were there. They didn't want a second date. They told my friends, both of them, both women, nothing in common. Well, you know, hey, they're lost. That pretty much I sucked. I might be a nice guy, but more than likely, I'm an asshole. I'm a loser. Oh my gosh. Talk about a low blow. And then you know what happened right after that? I felt like it just, I just felt like shit completely. I, I'm like, what do I have to offer? You know, I, cause I, I, I was being dramatic. I was actually living right back into, 1999, 2000, when I thought I was that guy. And I went, I'm like, okay, let me start asking out girls on a date. Bam, bam. The weirdest rejection. But you see, if you don't believe in your product, because we're all in sales, if you can't sell yourself, if you can't, I'm you. Me, I'm Omar Medrano Inc. I've got this, this, this. I can give you three bullet points on why you should go out on a date with me, why you should be with me. I'll give you a compelling enough reason and all that. But I still didn't believe in myself. How could I sell myself? I got rejected like the weirdest way at at my gym. One of my gyms, I go to two gyms, Cycle Bar. Girls hitting on me. And she invited me out for coffee and all that. We went out for coffee and she's like, hey, Romeo, if you ask me out tomorrow, I'll say yes. We'll go somewhere. Uh, for a split second, I'm like, woohoo. Even though I didn't believe in myself, I'm like, this is it. Things are going to change. I can feel it. Bam. I got rejected. If you can believe that. I asked her out on a date and she said no. And oh, I was feeling sorry for myself. Woe is me. How can Omar Madrano get rejected? I'm going to be alone. But hey, it, it, at least I still had the, I'll keep on asking out. I'll keep on asking out. Another girl from the gym, same gym and all that. Here, I'll, I'll tell you a pattern. After this, I'll never ask out a girl from a gym. <sighs> we had, This time, though, we have coffee and all that. She says yes, but there's a catch. We can't go out that weekend because, hey, I'm trying to be a better dad, be a better, better parent, be present and all that. And I had to take my two amazing daughters, Lauren and Mia, who I 
if, if you don't follow me on Facebook, I love them. I adore them. 15 and 13, I, you know, dedicated the book, dedicated my life after they were born to being a better person, better human and all that. And I had to take them to a soccer tournament. So the date was set for Monday. Monday comes around. Usually I wouldn't call to verify and all that. But when your mojo's down, hey, you better ask. So, or, or, or you, you better make sure that the date's still on. So I'm like, hey, are we still on for, for today? And I got rejected again. She's like, hey, it's not you. You seem like an amazing guy. I just decided to go back with my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend. I'm like, oh, my God. And so Mr. Omar Medrano, the guy that does the videos, the guy that wrote the book, I finally hit the bottom. I finally hit rock bottom. I decided to hire an old friend. We all need coaches. And I hired a a woman. I, I hired an old friend, a mother figure, since, you know, I guess psychologically, since I always did things, I, I always tried to either find women or go find approval, acknowledgement from my mom, since my mom never gave it to me. Always found women that would do the same. So I found a coach that I knew that I've known for about 20 years and I hired her and flat out. She's like, you know, you're feeling sorry for yourself, Omar. You have all this to offer. You coach people. You do these videos. You talk about marketing and all that. But deep down inside, you have the answer for everybody else, but you feel like it's not going to work for you. And it hit me. It hit me hard. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't, I didn't believe in her because, you know, what does she know about me? Because we always love to lie to ourselves. I'm like, she's got to be completely lying. This is not true. She isn't, she doesn't really know me. My story's different. I'm a victim. Yeah. It's always our circumstances are different. You know what? We all have the same circumstances. I was so friggin' feeling sorry for myself. I went to Barnes and Noble. I haven't read the book yet and all that. Thank God. But I bought it. How to not die alone. Completely unscripted, but I had to write that down so I can give props to the author. It's how to not die alone. The surprising science that will help you find love by Logan Yuri. I don't know if the book works and all that, but that's, that's it. And she told me to go on the dating website and ah, no bites completely. I'm like, oh my gosh. So she's like, you're feeling unworthy. You're completely feeling unworthy, Omar. She has a deep voice. So she isn't mine. That She's like, quit feeling sorry for yourself. So I... What the what the fuck? Go for it. Go all out. I spent a couple of months just <sighs> reevaluating things. 
And finally, just writing down what I wanted out of my life, what I wanted on a personal level, what I wanted on a spiritual level, what I wanted in a woman. And I tell people to do that. And I do, did that for business and all that, but I'd never, I hadn't done that for on a personal level in such a long time. I was telling people, Hey, be specific on what you want the universe to give you, but I couldn't do the same for myself. And I spent time healing and I wrote some blogs and I felt worthy and all that. And that's when I decided I'm like, what the hell? Go, go for it, man. This is it. She's got so much to offer. She's right. I was feeling sorry for myself. So many of you out there are feeling so sorry for yourselves. And I'm like, screw it. You know what? This is my life. I'm living my dash, like what the book said. And I I changed my profile. I, you know, I'm a good writer and all that. And let me tell you, I didn't like bullshit. My profile never said, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a badass. Just said what, what I was looking for in a person. Might as well give them a, a plug, match.com. I did that. And I asked out women organically, just out of the blue, random, you know, nothing wrong with that. And it, I was on a friggin' roll. I was dating women 20, 30, 40, unfortunately, a couple years older in their 50s because they lied on their, their match.com profile. And, you know, with the women that I, I, I met, Personally and all that, I only got rejected a couple of times. And, and let me tell you, it, I was, I was feeling confident. I was double booking. I was triple booking and whichever date looked great at that moment. That was it. You know, I had, uh, <laughs> the, the other women, I mean, uh, yeah, this, this is a complete douche move and all that. But hey, you guys want honesty and all that. I was healing. I was fixing myself. I was getting my confidence back. And it, it, I would just use the excuse that, hey, I've, I've got my daughters or which my daughters always came first. I, I, when I when I went to Las Vegas to Red Rock um, Canyon with my good buddy, Danny Gonzalez, I made a promise to myself that my kids always come first. So I, they have been coming first. I never miss anything unless it's like some Grant Cardone event that I paid Buku bucks or something like that. But I've, Hey, and I, it was, it was healing. It, It felt great. And yeah, I, and don't feel sorry for these women because, hey, you know what? We attract who we are. And we'll discuss this at a later time, but I, I was oozing toxicity. I was oozing drama. I felt like that's since that's what I grew up with. I felt like that's what I deserved, that that was the norm. And I had no plans on settling down. I had no plans on just hanging out, being in a, in a relationship because 
heck, after 18, 19, uh, who knows? I, I'm bad at math with Millie, my ex-wife. And then uh, the two women that I dated after her were, were from my past, but there was no healing. There was no nothing. So for months at a time, I mean, I, I had a, a male consultant that I grew up with and a female that I went to University of Miami with. And, you know, I discussed everything and you know, they were happy for me because I was on the mend. I was... I was healing myself and hey, great feeling. But, and hey, if you want to know most of these women too, they're complete toxic. Why do I know? Because I still felt the need for, I was still oozing toxicity. I was oozing it from every relationship was just based on drama, based on, just toxic based on turbulence based on, Hey, let me, let me try to prove my love. What obstacle can I do? Can I cure cancer? Can I write a book? Can I make $50,000 in a day? It was all these women that were just like my mom that I was attracting. And I, oh my God, one day they'll love me. One day they'll say they're proud of me. One day, one day, one day. And it, it became tiring. So what you are, you will attract. If you're successful, you will attract successful people. Now me, I felt unworthy. So hey, guess what I was attracting? I was attracting people because I grew up in dysfunction. I grew up with my mom being with a guy for uh, too many years. An alcoholic, abuse, uh, verbally, emotionally, all sorts of abuse. Not only myself, but abuse my mom and all that. So to me, just outrageous stuff was the norm. And hey, we're going to have our guest right now, but we have to segue into it. But this, this podcast sponsored by Bright Lights Messaging. Now, what's Bright Lights Messaging? Hey, I'm not only a client, but I'm, a, I'm the COO of Bright Lights Messaging. If you have a book that you want to write, we all have an amazing story within us. Use it. Use it as your business card on steroids. Use it to create a legacy. Use it to tell your story, to inspire, to motivate, to make us laugh. Use it just to write down to heal because you do matter. Or we also offer services. Hey, if you want to be a podcast guest, learn how to be on podcasts. Learn to be on podcasts like Omar's podcast. What if it did work? Not only mine, but there's multiple ones that will get you. We'll get you press. We'll show you how to write, how to write blogs. Hey, just like what Billy the Kid said in Young Guns. I'll make you famous. So bright lights messaging. And without further ado, here's my amazing first guest. I call her Amy Potential. Amy. Now what's this going on? What's this going on? This is going on the podcast and all that. Here I just want to welcome my very first guest of the What If It Did Work podcast. I call her Amy Potential, Amy Lynn, and all that. She wants to know what the script's about, and, you know, the best type of podcast. And if you watch any one of my videos or 
any of my podcasts as a guest. It's completely unscripted. I like that. Hello. If you're, you're, <laughs> that's all you're going to say? <laughs> yep. Okay. For now. For now. Yeah. So. You're going to ask me questions, right? We're going to have a conversation. Yeah, sure. I'm going to ask questions and all that. The one thing, though, that I, I do have to say is that, you know, you came, you're, you're the lucky, lucky person. I guess all, it's all about timing. I actually, you know, did, did plenty of work on myself and all that. Cause, you know, some people saw me as you see all the videos now and all that. But before I was like, no empathy, just do, just do, just do, just do it and all that. And everybody had to see, like, you know, the vulnerable me telling people, this sucks <laughs> and all that. That's something you have. You'd have to see the videos from, like, November, December, January and on. Well, timing is everything. Timing, correct. Timing is everything. One thing that I, I didn't say, because this is part two of the, of the podcast. Part one I did a couple of days ago. You know, we were supposed to... Do it on the cruise, and you kept on again. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. <laughs> you know, you kept on pushing things back. So, you know, one of the things that I'd have to say because we're going to talk about two things. One one thing is actually about writing down your goals, and two is going way past your comfort zone. Two things that you know we've we've both done, and look at where we're at. But you know, I, I told you before that. You know, since my pattern, since, you know, all I was used to was toxicity. And this is a story I never told on video and all that. But, you know, uh, I went on, I, you've heard the story that I went out on a date with the, a DEA agent and all that, which I know, I know this is going to be a surprise, but if I could get my podcast sponsored by MedMen or TrueLeave or, <laughs> or anything like that, you know. You know, like what you asked if I if I partake and all that. I told you my favorite bands were Slightly Stupid, Three Eleven, Dirty Heads, Modest Yahoo, and whatnot. And you know, she asked me if I smoked marijuana presently. Well, clearly I didn't because the definition was, do you do it present? And no, I wasn't doing it presently. You weren't doing it at that moment. At that moment and right. all that. But you That's know, literal speaking. Yeah, but she was like completely, you know followed the pattern of like pure toxicity. And we're talking about like from the get go and all that, like, you know, at, uh, saying she was religious and all that, even though, you know, she was like practicing the horizontal mambo. <laughs> uh, on like, you know, right, right, right away and all that. And, you know, uh, the people that are consulting me and all that, said to keep on looking for the patterns. Well, the patterns were, I mean, we even gave her the nickname of, you know, the Italian version of just somebody that, that was in my life and all that. And it, it, I ended it, but I ended it in a funny way. Do you want, do you want to say the story? Cause you're not talking what you want me to say. I say it. I'll talk soon. Okay. And, and I want, want your, you, you've actually laugh about it. Well, she was completely naked and all that. And she asked me, so what are you thinking about? And I couldn't answer, you know, that I was just thinking about 420 partaking because that's what really was going on in my mind. And I said, what I was really thinking about was, you know, how many Hail Marys and Our Fathers this was going to cost me. <laughs> and 
And she's like, well, Omar, you know, I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm holy. One thing you do, you never talk about is our church. Yes. We're, we're, she was Roman Catholic. I was Roman Catholic. So she, she tells, she tells me that. And then I told her, well, so do you need me to call an exorcist? And, you know, it ended the night, ended the date. And, you know, she kicked me out. But believe it or not, you were, you showed up a couple of days later. But what, what was your response to something like that? Like, does that sound like, to me, that, that sounds like an everyday occurrence, like, you know, my past relationships and all that. So Maybe that's an everyday occurrence for you. No, no. And the relationships <laughs> that I was with and all that. So then I showed up a couple of days after well, that. Well, like about a week later and all that. But it wasn't because coincidence and that aspect and all that. But like talking to you about like relationships and just my patterns from like now to like I was 47 and a half. I mean, I casually even told you that, you know, one one woman told me if she had a knife that at that moment that she would stab me. And you looked at me like I was crazy. And I was just because well, like, that is crazy. But that's just something, you know, to me. Yeah, it is crazy now thinking about it. But. Like, you know, my... Well, what I don't understand is how did you not see that as crazy? Because that has crazy written all over it. Because to me, it was always like, even though I talk about it in videos, it was always like, if, then, then I'll be happy. And I'll well, always... you use the P word, patterns. That's exactly what it is. Uh, exactly. And that's what we're going to talk about in a little while is breaking the pattern. But to me, it was always like, well, things are going to change. I feel it. If I do this... Then, like, to me, like, relationships were, like, like with my mom and all that. It was, like, all, like, if I do this, then I'll get acknowledgement. If I do this, like, if I do, it, like, the Spartan race, it's an obstacle mud race. But that has, like, a lot of meaning to my life because I always felt like if I did this, if I wrote a book, if I lost this weight, if I did this, 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 my whole life, not only with my mom, but all the women in my life that, you know, I would get the cyber hugs, like what I, I like to say, or the kudos and the affirmations. Well, so, if then is a behavior modification. Thing. It, it is, but you know, I actually, you know, you're, what, what, what's your thoughts? Cause you said you're, uh, you're also your degrees in psychology. What are my thoughts about your patterns of toxicity? Yeah. And I I'm not the only one. Though, no, right? in general. Well, because people go for things that give them that thrill, that high, whether it's healthy or not. And that's why it takes someone that does the work on themselves to realize I need to break that pattern because it starts with me. Well, it's funny because, you know, and you've watched my videos and you've read my book, a quick shameless plug. What if it did work? Book you can find it at Amazon. No, and a wonderful book it is. It's a wonderful book. Yeah. You actually, I actually enjoyed reading it. And you left a, a review. I did. Online. But I gotta say, and I know I'm supposed to not have a, you know, I'm supposed to have a filter around you because other people said that. But let me tell you, if you want to get a lot of dates and you get higher quality women and all that, just say, create a landing page and just say, hey. My book is going to come out. I'm I'm an author and all that, and you know it worked on me. I was shocked. It, you was shocked, but I was already 
you know, multiple dates in, but I, I mean, I told everybody. No, you told me on our first date. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah, but I, <laughs> okay. Well, you see, there you go. See, the tactic worked. I know. And then I, I you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in manifestation and destiny and all that. And I'll just get women left and right by saying that, you know, the reason why, you know, we're on this date, we're on this journey and all that, everything happens for a reason. Yes. And, but with me, you talked about your intentions. I know. So let's talk about intentions. Intentions. Yes. But you know how it completely stopped and all that was, I I was in Las Vegas and all that. I ran, I I went to go visit an old buddy. Uh, He commissioner and all that great guy. I've known him over 30 years, 35 years. And I went to go work out with him and all that. And he asked me, and this is a simple question that I ask everybody because he's into personal development too. And he's like, so did you write what you want? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, have you written about what you're looking for in a relationship and a woman and all that? And that's like basic 101. Now, you know, I've always been the person do as I say, but I won't do it on myself and all that. And it just hit me because I'm like, wow, you know, and I, I went back. Um, I just thought about it. And like most people, they don't do the work, right? Most people, well, they don't know how to do the work. It's easier to play a victim. Well, yeah. Cause doing your work means you got to face some things you don't want to face. And it's easier just to not deal with things. But what people don't realize is that when you do the work, it's not that difficult. If you just do it, Face your fears, face your past, your your demons that you don't want to deal with. Because in the big scheme of things, they're not really that big. We just make them a lot bigger than they actually are. Yeah. I mean, I read this amazing book and all that. Oh, is that another plug? No, it's not a, oh. it's, it's not a plug, <laughs> believe it or not. I mean, it's from the same book. And I mean, if you ask any, well, if you ask women, because if I ask this, you know, I would come across as being forward, but what are you looking for in a relationship? And what everybody focuses on is what they don't want. Like you'll never, uh, when I, I, when I've heard women talk, cause you know, I snoop and I listen to dip into conversations. Oh, so I went on this date and all that. Oh, I hated this guy. What I'm looking for is I don't want a narcissist. I don't want to, I don't want bipolar. I don't want toxicity. I don't want drama. I don't, I don't, I don't. And, but they don't know what they want. They only focus on. And that's why they continue to attract the narcissist and the drama because they're continuously talking about it. But also these people don't understand that they're a magnet to what, what they are. I, I mean, of course. and like after I left Millie, my, the artist formerly known as Mrs. Madrano and, my ex-business partner, I went into full toxicity mode and I can say, oh, Vic, you know, I'm a victim or this and that. But I did go, you know, I can say, oh, my God, I can't believe what I was attracting and all that. But we, what we attract is really just a mirror image. We say we want this, we want that and all that. And like when I hear, oh, I want to do I want this amazing multimillionaire. I want this Prince Charming. I want uh, <laughs> Not Gaston, but the ugly looking guy, but looking hot and uh, Beauty and the Beast. Huh? I don't know what the Beast's name. He's you? just the Beast. Was it just the Beast? The beast. I figured he didn't have it. any. Uh, well, you know, 
they they want all this. I want, I want, I want. But it's like, so what are you willing to do in order to get there? That's and that's a foreign concept to most people. It, it was like, what do you mean? I don't want to do the work. Somebody else needs to do the work and and come find me and fix me. Because we had dinner with one of your friends, and she was like, "No, we're not dropping names. Don't worry." She, she's not going to listen to my podcast or buy my book or anything anyways. But she said, and this is, it's not just her. I've had, no, I'm just saying, because it's a perfect example that they'll say, I want all this. Okay. But you've been this, but in order to do something great or in order to become great, you have to give up your past. You have to give up patterns. Well, you have, you to- have to look within. And you have to look to see what are you bringing to the table? What type of pattern are you displaying so that you're attracting that kind of relationship? I know for me, I was always attracting the emotionally unavailable men. Why? Because that's safe. And that means I didn't have to be vulnerable with somebody else. And I didn't have to take chances because I always knew that in the end, they couldn't give me what I was looking for. So... And that was me. That was what I put out there and what I projected. And it wasn't until I started doing the work on myself and really taking a look from a friend saying to me that I was completely lost. And I remember hearing those words and just crying my eyes out. And I couldn't even argue with her because I was lost. Now, my lost might be someone else's, a different version of being lost, but it's what I needed. That was my hitting my rock bottom to make me see like, okay, I'm attracting these emotionally unavailable men. So if I want to attract somebody that's available, I have to be available first. Hmm. And that's what it took for me. Yeah, no, I mean, like with me, I, 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 and I told you this and I've, I've never said this in videos and all that, but I kept on attracting real mean real bitchy women and all that women that were mirror images of my mom. I love my mom and all that, but that doesn't mean I, even though, you know, I love her and she did the best that she could, but it was always like, I was always looking for that. You're you're doing great. Congratulations and all that. And she never gave it to me from my high school two degrees. So you were looking for the affirmation from somebody else. Yeah. I was always looking for for that affirmation and bam, I, you know, I went after relationship, relationship after relationship saying, Hey, you know, who's going to give it to me. Yeah. Who's going to give it to me. And I was always like, you know, in a relationship that, Hey, guess what I just did. And I'm like, like crickets and all that. And, and it would, now it helped push me towards being successful. Like always looking for that affirmation from my mom or then the affirmation from Millie and my ex-wife or affirmation from everybody and anybody. And that's when I, okay, well, if I do this next, if, if, if I make a million dollars, if I own five stores, if I do this, if I do that, if I do 75 hard challenge, if I do this, if I do that, it was always, and it got tiring because, you know, these people will never do it because they don't have that within themselves. Nope. And that's why I'm, we're talking about doing completely doing something different. And you have to go past your comfort zone. And yeah, I mean, the, the most profound thing that I heard and I heard twice from my kid, from Lauren, my oldest, was 
when we went to uh, um, Colorado the first time for Christmas and I told them, you know, if you guys want me to be with somebody, because if not, I'm going to move in with you and your sister and I'm going to, you know, you, you both better marry cool guys and all that. And they just looked at me and my kid just said, well, let's find you something. But the second time around, it was just, you know, the three of us were having an amazing time. It was like around Easter time. And uh, I mean, my kids didn't know that I had a laundry list. I was dating women left and right. And then I just stopped the car. And I remember saying, you know, if your dad doesn't find somebody, then I'm just going to have to move in with you guys. The same story. And then my my kid, Lauren, uh, point blank said, well, maybe you should stop dating mean, bitchy women. And, all that. <laughs> and that's amazing for a young lady at her age to be able to see that. You, you know, we think we that, you know, your kids are not going to see these patterns. And she just called you right out on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my 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 kids were that I I mean, they, they saw me. They probably thought I was I was going to be suicidal and all that. I mean, they're there when I was upset, depressed, down, playing victim and all that. And I remember just breaking down and saying, you know, that I'm a train wreck, that I'm human and all that. But yeah, no, they've they've been they're like little pit bulls. I don't know if I, I told you the story that my manager, when I used to own um, the Walmart of haircuts, uh, super cuts and all that, the manager was calling. This is like November, like December and all that. And I, I had them on, I had her on speakerphone. Well, they thought it was, you know, whomever. And they're like, who the fuck is this? And all that. I'm like, easy girls. This is, this is my manager and all that. It, it's, uh, they're protective. Yeah. They're, yeah. After they saw me, like, you know, uh, I was like in full, like Aaron Lewis. Yeah. But they're, they're like little pit bulls. So they don't like to, to see me or not. Of course not. But the one thing that I, I do like want to point out with you is that, you know, what we have to understand is in any relationship, anything, if you want something different, you have to break that pattern, that thing that we're always doing. You have to change the story. You have to break the cycle and all that. And and you did that. And I, I mean, I know you don't like to admit it, but you pretty much went out of your way Oh, most definitely. I mean, I was the one that said hi to you, which is something I would never send a message first to somebody. And we didn't even speak on the phone. And I told you that was one of my rules before. And also that I had to exchange a certain amount of messages before I would go out with somebody. And I didn't do any of that. I just took a chance. And I said, if I want something different, I have to do something different. And it starts with me. And I did. And yeah, yeah, I'd have to say our relationship, it's the first time that there's no drama and all that. And yeah, we have our disagreements and all that. Yeah, but we're human. We're going to disagree. But I don't know if my my fan base, well, most people are that will listen to this will be our age. Well, 
to me, my relationships have always been like a Rob Zombie horror movie. It builds everything seems cool and dandy and all that. And all of a sudden, like whether it's a house of a thousand corpses, you know, something's going to happen. So it goes from like utopia, it goes to bliss to completely fucking <laughs> like hell just broke loose. Well, mind. you said the other day, you're still waiting for that one day that I'm going to lose it or go off on you. And that hasn't happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and then it's the weirdest fucking thing is that we did have a disagreement. And I mean, I don't know if I'm a Leo or you know, I'm just dramatic and all that. And even though I broke the AC in my house and all that, and the AC is not working, I went back and all that instead of just, but for a split second, I almost became the other person because I almost, my thought pattern was, I was going to tell you, now things have changed. Things are different. And it's like, I had to reflect for, I never told you that, but I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like becoming some of the people, you know, just, just like that. And, and I actually do believe that when you're with people, sometimes you inherit. Of course you do. You don't even realize you take on those patterns and those behaviors. And just like how we're raised, it's not something that we consciously are aware of. We're just raised that way. And then we continue to act that way. Well, also too, you know, when you ask me how, was I in just this dysfunction? But my mom, you know, single mom, I always tell the story, hard worker and all that. But she was in a hell of a toxic relationship with a man, an alcoholic, emotionally. And physically. that was your model of a relationship. Yeah. Was like just bizarre shit and all that. But I do know, notice that sometimes because I've, I've only told um, Roger, you know, this story, I don't know whether. I ever told you he's he's my consultant was that when I was in Las Vegas and um, we were at at the Venetian because you know I only go high end hotels and casinos. Really? And, no. Yeah, I know. You said I'm bougie or whatever. You are bougie. But uh, I had a date at Sushi Samba and I was in the complete wrong. And the security guard want just said something and you've seen me. And I'm, I'm always like chill and calm and all that. And I went on complete Karen mode on this, on this guy. And that's when I'm like, shit, you start. And so you agree that you start inheriting patterns oh, or your behavior based on who you're with. Definitely. Yeah. And then not always good. And sometimes it is good. I mean, you, you realize like you kind of mentioned the other day, like, and it goes both ways. You just kind of, you're, you're made aware of things that you do. And sometimes it's like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize I do that. Like things. And then, you know, you learn to either continue doing the same patterns or you learn to make some changes. And it's a lot easier when you make some changes and you grow with the person that you're with in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I see sometimes even like some sayings and some, some thought patterns and all that, like, um, like goofy sayings that you've you've never said, but then you pick up because it's somebody that you've been with that you're you've been immer- when you're in a relationship, you're immersed in that person's culture, their habits, and all that. So you'll pick up their their sayings and all that just subconsciously, and then you just adopt it and all that. So, but then you would agree though. I think my my life 
changed. Well, my, all those patterns changed for me was when I did sit down. It, it took me months later to start writing things down, but I was still attracting. And, and, you know, people play victim mode and say, Oh my God, you used all these women and all that. I, I, I heard that from, from, you know, I don't see it as using women. It's just people come into our lives and yeah, maybe it's didn't turn out the way they wanted it to turn out, but there was a purpose for it. And sometimes people need to. And I, I, I always took every date and all that to, you know, a nice restaurant, not to like Eddie Vedder's with, with you and all that, you know, no, no, not, let's talk about that. We we could talk about the $400 dinner and all that. No, yeah. let's talk about believing in yourself and believing you have the quality that would make somebody want to take you to a dinner that ended up being almost $400. And, and you know what? I, I I praise you on that because that was that was like only like our third date and all that, and I I was shocked because usually you know that that's like a type of you know so you you were you were definitely confident enough to pick a place like that and yeah well I knew I was worth it okay and I said you know what we were enjoying each other I didn't realize how expensive it was that that. You know, I can admit, but at the end of the day, when you, when you set your standards higher, you start attracting that. And that was something that I had to learn for myself because I always knew that I had amazing things to offer, but it wasn't until I started getting down and dirty within myself to see why there was something that was always holding that back for me that I kind of knew I believed it, but I really truly didn't believe it. And it wasn't until I started writing my things down and, and organizing my inner self, because that was a mess, like a messy closet, a messy car. It's definitely clutter in your mind and your, and your soul kind of thing. And it wasn't until I started saying, okay, I need to figure out what's going on. Why do I keep attracting these messes and situations that I know getting into it are not going to be good in the long run, but I still would do it. And it was just taking that time to look into it. And it's so much easier when you do that. It is. It is. And, you know, I knew I was to quote Bono, you know, he's Roman Catholic, right? Since what is love, you know, you too, they're Catholic and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And all those dates and all that. I mean, I was still attracting toxicity because I was still. Because you were toxic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when everybody wants to play the small violin and say, you know, I mean, they were all looking for saviors or, you know, oh, my ex-husband's a dickhead. He's an asshole. Come save me. Come raise my kids. And There's all. only one person that can save you. And it's yourself. Exactly. But, you know, everybody, it's easier to say, you know, people don't understand. Like, I've never said I was, you know, my ex-wife, she's evil. It's 100%. And any relationships, 50-50. But all these women that from the, the ages of that I dated 20 all the way up to 50-something because she lied about her age. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, but, you know, and, and you, you really learn that the majority of people 
you know, nobody does the work and all that. Nobody. So, I mean. And that's like the dating pool these days. It's a pool of people that are emotionally lost and have no idea what they want. And that's why it was very hard for me because when you start to do your work on yourself and you realize, whoa, people are really fucked up and they really have no direction, especially in the dating world, because it is a mess. I mean, it's scary out there, especially we're living in different times and people have no idea doing personal development. What the fuck is that? Well, I also, why should I have to do the work on me? Everybody else should fix themselves. But I I also do believe it's because we are in a different time. I mean, growing up when I was a little kid, my, I was the only one from a single parent. And right then, now it's normal. Yeah, it's normal shit. So it's this new norm. I mean, it, like when I graduated class in 1991 from the illustrious Southwest Miami High, half the people, parents were already divorced. So it was already. But yeah, when I was a little kid saying that my mom and dad were divorced or that, you know. That was unheard of back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that that was part of the reason why I felt different. I felt like I sucked growing up and all that was from coming from that, you know, already being there. Right. And that's where your story started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Completely. completely. Yeah, our stories start but, from when we were young. But, you know, I started, well, you know, all these dates, the, the one pattern was that I was all, you know, I was drama. I was addicted to toxicity. Like it was a drug and that's who I was. But that's the majority of people. But the one thing that I never understood was that since I've completely changed and you, you're com- something completely different in my life, there's no fucked upness to say is that, you know, I was always with people besides my ex-wife that I, that I hated like capitalism, hated success. It, it, it was like, I should be ashamed of. Well, I think a lot of times people hate when someone else is successful because it's a reflection also on themselves. Like I'm, I don't have that. And when you're insecure, it, it's scary for someone else to be successful because you might leave that person. You might find somebody better. And again, that all, it's just from insecurity. Whereas, you know, from the minute I met you, I was, you know, like you say, I'm your biggest fan. And because when you say about, you know, how many books have been sold, I'm like, that's freaking amazing. Like, it's just a matter of changing your perspective on how we think about things and dating and life. And just, you know, if anything, Corona has taught us that, that we need to look at things a little bit differently. No, it's the same shit, different day. We we all, you know, I remember 9-11. Oh, this is going to be great. We're going to be all loving each other. We reunited the country and all that. Corona is just temporary. Everything's temporary. No, I know it's temporary, but for a lot of people, I believe mm-hmm. it stopped them in their track. And when the world shut down, they couldn't work. They couldn't make money like they were before. It made you realize, I need to put my focus on different things in life. And, you know, for me personally, I think it was the best year ever because it really made me, I couldn't stay busy and I couldn't go out and avoid dealing with things. I was forced to deal with my stuff and I'm grateful for that because 
it made me when you're stuck at home for weeks and you can't socialize and you can't just do what you normally do. It, it helped put things in perspective. Now with me, I, I live my life. And I, I mean, I understand. I, I live like the people let's wear two masks. Let's stay indoors until we find a cure on and on and on. Because, you know, I've lived in that fearful mindset, you know, and it it was after I started living the principles of what if it did work and all that, that I changed my pattern, but I lived life to, to the fullest. I mean, I hated the fact that I couldn't go on a cruise or, and all that, but I went snowboarding once the, the mountains opened up, which was stupid that you had to wear a mask waiting in line, but you could, you didn't have to wear it just like most Corona laws. And then, you know, I went to Vegas a bunch of times. I went to, you know, we, we went to Napa together, you and I. I drank 0.0 glasses of wine. Yeah, we still got to work on that. Yeah. That's going to be another podcast. Yeah, we'll be, <laughs> we're, we're going to do the podcast sponsored by Frenzia. When we, no. We, we discover. Yeah, we're, that's a whole other topic. We discover which, which box wine is the best. None. And also, I mean, yeah, I've been to Tennessee, did everything. It, I, I, I enjoyed Corona because it changed. It took me out of my comfort zone in the sense in June when I got it last June, not this June, Father's Day and all that. I reflected on my life and I realized I, I needed to change my life. And it, it, it was a whole process and there was growth. Because, I mean, I was, I mean, I had zero relationship with my kids, but I played victim. It was, my kids weren't used, I was like a complete, like Jerry Springer. I was like toxic and everything. And the more toxicity, it, it, it bleeds out into everything. The Smoothie King became super toxic and all that. But I loved it because it, it felt like, oh, if I did this, those guys will love me. This will happen, this and that. But it was all over. My kids weren't used to that. So my kids and I never I I was putting my kids off for other people for at the time the the woman I dated, which also didn't believe in success and all that. But the way the way things ended was, you know, once well, she, once she told me she she hated Grant Cardone, which is like probably like, you know. Like tell, telling me that you hate my my mom, and then also she said that my kids were fucking assholes, and that her kid loved me more than my kids. You see, you're shaking your head because I I just can't believe how a woman would say that about someone's children. That's terrible. But that's another podcast too. Yeah, completely, <laughs> completely. Heck, I, I, you know, I I could go with like you know Omar's dating married habits and after. And, and you know, quite quite unusual cast the characters and all that. We we could actually. Uh, so why don't we talk about what you've learned? What I've learned from our new relationship compared to your past, and I can I'll speak on it as well. What we've learned what, so far. What we what we've learned. I mean, I I learned that believe it or not, I. I've, I came into a rela- our relationship. I'm not looking. I've never asked, looked for your kudos, your cyber hugs, your affirmations. I've lived my life knowing that all I need is within me now. 
Right. And I love myself and I don't, I don't, I don't need any outside. I don't need somebody telling me every day on social media that I'm a rock star and all that because you don't need it, but it is a beautiful thing when it's given in such a non-toxic way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I've, I've had it where it's like, oh, well, this person must for sure love me because, you know, the cyber hugs and the aggravation. And, you know, that that's all bullshit when it's all said and done. That's superficial. Yeah. And, and you know, I, 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 I realized, like, I, I, I did the work on myself because, bef- believe it or not, I always thought this whole of not being enough and all that, I, I created it. I felt, and and it it helped me become more successful, but it was always like, if I buy this, if I buy, if I buy this expensive watch, if I, if I go on this trip, if I fly private with this coach and all that, if I do this, if I do that, it'll make me happy. And happiness comes from within my happiness with you. You amplify my happiness, but you could be Mary Poppins, you could be um, yeah, a cross between Mary Poppins, a porn star. You can be a 10 and everything. And unless I'm happy, you can be the perfect person. Right. And it still wouldn't be enough because exactly. I'm fine. And I realized that, that finding my own happiness and all that, because I thought if I dated this person, if I went out with this person from my past, if I fixed everything from my past, if I buy this, if I buy a Tesla, if I buy this, and nothing fills that hole. The only thing that can fill that hole is yourself. Most definitely. And I had to learn that too. And that's a hard lesson to learn. And listen, it it's a beautiful thing that we're learning it in our late 40s. Because a lot of people go through life and they still in their late fifties and their sixties and their seventies wondering why, you know, why am I alone at this age and why am I having to start over at this age? And, and my question for myself and for others is, well, what, what are you doing to fix it? And that's something that in the culture that we live in outside things we're taught that, like you said, if you buy this, if you get this, that's going to make you happy because that's the culture that we live in. It's very fast paced, you know, just quick fix. Well, there's no quick fix on self-development and personal development. It's something that you have to do every day. And it's not even something you do once a day. It's something that you have to continuously do. And that's why I love affirmations. I love sayings. I love, I mean, Things on every single wall, which could be excessive, but if that's what works, you know, to see the the constant affirmations, I say, why not? Another thing that I learned going in like now is that we, the trauma that I had from previous relationships and the trauma from your life, if you don't, if you don't fix that, it bleeds out all the way. And that that's one thing is that I I had my own issues right off the bat, you know, with with Millie and all that, eighteen years, and I just jump into a relationship, and I bled all over that, and you know, like any successful person, I take a hundred percent responsibility on 
every action, every, like all my past relationships, which you should forgive. You should ask, you should say, I apologize, not for them, but for myself. And I didn't heal. I bled all over that. Well, after I had enough, I went, I dipped into the well again of somebody from my past and all that thinking it was going to heal me. But I bled all over that. And it wasn't until I got the gift, because I take it as a gift of being by myself for the first time since like before the actions take place in the book, what if it did work? So I hadn't been truly alone like that until like 25, 24. So yeah. But it is a gift of being alone. But it was and a most gift. people need to see that and they don't. But it was a gift that like most people. The gift you had to give to yourself. But it was a gift that I just like Corona, while people said they were going to do this, this, and that with all the extra time, the time that I had was to fix myself, to heal myself, to look That within. is a gift. And then I had to ask myself, like, you know, I want something, but I have to change. I can't be doing the same thing. I can't. I could have been going uh, bleeding out relationship after relationship even get married you could have continued the same patterns with us yeah it would have been the same result as it has been for you in the past it wouldn't have worked because especially for someone like me i don't want toxicity so thank god you're aware of your patterns and you're breaking them so you're not continuing to bleed into your next relationship yeah but you also have to admit it's pretty cool being with an amazing guy, a great writer, a great speaker. And you being with an amazing woman that just, you know, is not toxic and very healthy. I know. Awesome. I know. I, I, like I said, uh, I, I still have in the back of my mind that you, you're going to tell me, you know, something's going to happen. You're going to tell me things are different. And, you know, it, it's going to be the Rob Zombie movie. No. No, I know. It, it's, it's, been, it's been healthy. People have disagreements. And all that. And, you know, if- and sometimes you got to sleep with no air just to be, you know, to, to make you snap out of that and say, I don't want to continue doing these patterns. I'd rather communicate and talk about it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And you have to also do stuff. It can't all be for shock value or I, I think a lot of us do it. Well, if I, you, you just have to live for the moment and you just have to, be happy and you have to not live for social media likes what well, you can live for people buying your book or you know but also people like subscribe into what if it did work page or like possibly you know hire me as a coach or even like you know go on youtube and subscribe but besides that i mean i do things now for myself even videos and all that there's no this is something that you and we'll end it here and all that. But I mean, I was so fuck so fucking much of a dipshit and all that that for like a couple weeks, same time last year, but a couple of days. Happy birthday to me! I turned forty eight, and it was like, okay, so is this going to be the first time in twenty years that I celebrate my birthday alone? I would always mention that in these videos, even though I I was already dating. 
my ex. It, I, I wouldn't be doing anything like that if, if it was in the bag. But it's like, the fuck do you need all that attention for? Who gives a fuck in the grand scheme of things and all? So, you know, I'm, I'm more aware now that when we do things and all that, you might tag me because you want to tag and, and you want to you, you want to mark your territory and all that. But, you know, I don't I, I don't say we're at at I, I don't do things for the attention. And I and I well, what, 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 what do I do for you attention? You can't see my face, but I'm making a face over here. Well, I think I don't. That's the I, Leo in you. I don't. Okay. Well, maybe the world does revolve around me. Yes, in your mind it does. It it, it might, but I'm just saying that I, I think I I'm not as much as I was before. So I've grown. I've I've taken this year. Uh, I've year grown the year of growth more from 47 to 48. That's a beautiful thing. You just gave yourself a beautiful birthday gift. Oh, I did. And and also the fact that I look damn fucking good for 48. <laughs> You're awesome. Do you have any closing words or anything? No, but this was a lot of fun. This is this was a lot of fun. And I'm sure she's going to get her mom, her dad, and everybody to subscribe and say, we need to have Amy as a co-host or her own podcast or something like that because she has raving fans and all that. But, you know, follow her at Amy Lynn Schwartz. Uh, she also sells wine. She's also into MLM, which, you know, you see I'm – you're not into MLM anymore? Okay, well, she only sells wine now. So, and if you want to see her more as a guest and all that, subscribe and all that. And she'll be the occasional guest here and there. But, you know, I'm sure people will say they really like it and that we have great dynamics. But what do you think? I totally agree. We do have great dynamics. She's just trying to get co hosts. Is that what you're trying to do? I'm trying to get my spots. You know, every now and then I get to make my appearances. Your your appearances? Yeah. Well, I have to say two th- two things closing out. One, this is not sponsored by Smoothie King. <laughs> and what's two? And what, what number two is? Um, this this podcast is sponsored by um, Bright Lights Messaging. If you want an amazing book, like what if it did work? What if it did work? Publish because we all have a book within us. Wise people, great people, people that follow me all have a story. So, yeah, it's my it's my company. But if you have that book, we'll help you write it. If you want to get on podcasts, besides the amazing, what if it did work? You can always DM me on that. But my company will help you get famous and all that. Because isn't that what we all want? We all want to get out of obscurity, don't we? Yes. Because if they don't know us, they won't flow us. You know who said that? Who? Uncle G, Grant Cardone, you see? Didn't I give you the 10X book? Oh. Well, that'll be another podcast. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? She read What If It Did Work. I did. And she did the work. She did the work because I gave her copy accidentally to my childhood friend that said you'd read it one day. With my notes in it, my personal notes. No, I, I took the personal notes out and the goals and all that, and it was touching. It, it put a, a smile on my face and all that. So it, it, if you do the work, if you buy the book and you do the work, what happens? A lot of things can happen. You just start to really ask yourself better questions. Not okay, but you also have to admit that there's no book out there that works. You have to implement, right? No, but there are books, and what if it did work? Is I think one of those books that 
will resonate with you at the right time when you are ready to do that work. And that book is a very easy reading book to make you say, okay, that we live in that fear of always saying, well, what if it doesn't work? Oh, what if I give it another try and I fail or this relationship fails? But the book is a really good, easy guide to help you say, well, what if it does work? No, you're not saying all that because you're sleeping with me, right? <laughs> Maybe a little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. Well, this this is episode two, and we're actually going to have episode three, four, and what what comes after four? Whatever you want to come after four. It's the number five. <laughs> Obviously, she's not a math major, so you know, DM me, you know, Telegram me, call me, write it in the air, banner, uh, text me, whatever you want if you. You want to be a guest, you have a compelling story, I love you and all that, ask yourself better questions. But not only before you ask better questions, do something today that your future you will thank you for and ask yourself what if it did work. Any good goodbye? Goodbye, good night, and do your work. And goodbye, good night, and do your work. (laughs) Bye. We love you. Bye. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold Like why you chasing dreams, aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What if it did? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.